Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad, all-over print button-downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but t-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm Adam Russell. Nick, uh, Nick did it. Muted your mic. Mute. Sorry, I'm reading. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally reading Discord as we go because I'm trying to be a Discord guy. And uh, <sighs> hey, I'm Nick Ambarian. How are you? Hey, uh, I'm uh, uh, unmuted Mike Forrester. It's lovely to see you guys. Thanks a lot, Nick. We appreciate that for being on Discord because, you know, after an episode like this, I feel like we have to go to Discord and see the rundown of what everyone caught and what everyone wants to talk about, which is everything about this episode. And I'm Ryan Key. Just four boomers watching Ahsoka. (laughs) Do you know that the Discord uh, calls us being late every week? They call it rock star time. So I don't know if we should just be on time or we should just be lenient and use the the term rock star time. Guns N' Roses show. <laughs> I, I mean, outside of this, I've been streaming on Twitch for, uh, when did I start? 2021. So three years. And I've never once started a stream on time. Not one time. <laughs> Hundreds of streams, never once on time. We're on yellow card time, baby. Hey, I'll tell you this. We're way more on time going on stage than we are this. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Not showing up to rehearsal on time. Definitely not doing that. Yeah. This is the shit people talk about at working at home, like post-pandemic work at home. Like you're just sort of like, well, I mean, I'm... We'll get there. For example, I I am now sitting in my at my kitchen table. I'm in my dining room at the table because Looks I don't though. have a workspace right now. <laughs> I, you know what? I appreciate that, man. Yeah. My, but like when I have a workspace, not that that makes me on time, but in my head, I'm like, I'm going to be on time because I'm going to go in the place where I work. Right. This is just like, it just, no way, you know? No way, Jose. The kitchen's right there. There's snacks and wine. <laughs> Have you had yeah. any, did you drink wine Different tonight vibe. while you were watching this? Never. Ah, yes. You should have uh, drank it out of a Rubbermaid, a ribbed cup, a white one mm. available on um, eBay. That's a good call. I'll make sure I have that on deck next week. Are you following this parts of Star Wars account? A, a sweet saver. Yeah. Sweet saver from 1964. So much Tupperware, so much vintage Rubbermaid, cups, jugs. Dinner Which, sets. by the way, I'm, I'm going to also say, if you want to go back and buy the original, like, Sweet Saver 760 or whatever the, the it was called, um, I'm not going to say maybe we would endorse that because you're drinking out of, like, 50-year-old plastic at this point. You know, maybe. It's probably not the best thing. I don't know. Maybe. Ah, I, I bet know. you they made plastic way better back then. Just put it in the microwave. It'll be fine. Yeah. Make plastic great. It, you just need to reheat the plastic to reactivate it. Oh, yeah. so. Rearrange <laughs> rearrange the molecules of the plastic so it heats up faster and yeah. it's totally safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you notice your liquid tasting different, yeah. then you know you've done it right. It's vintage flavored. Yeah, I like it. Is, who do we know who has a, a vacuum former 
a, a big industrial one. Isn't it? Um, a couple of people. Nino probably has one, right? Yep. Do I want to send that? Can someone please, I, I know it's, it's tougher with cups and things, but can we just like, can we reproduce some of these old, uh, like Tupperware things and stuff? Can we get these? So we get new plastic. <laughs> yeah. Safer than old plastic. It is like, okay. Legitimately. Anyway, this is all pointless. Um, <laughs> we watched Ahsoka, uh, episode three, part three, time to fly. Uh, this is our immediate reaction. Half pod, full pod. It's a full podcast, whatever. A hod. We're going to do another one tomorrow. We're trying to give everyone everything that they want and also give ourselves, you know, like a better experience because doing it the day of and doing the whole thing all at once where it's, you know, there's this giant page of notes and then, you know, this hour and a half long thing. It's different than like coming straight from watching it, giving you our literal immediate reactions and then tomorrow giving you a deep dive like the Den of Antiquities thing and, and some other stuff like that. So we're going to split it up and I think it's going to be fun. I like it. Anyone else? I'm having a blast. We have the best. We have the time of our times of our lives. So let's just go straight into it. We're not going to do stolen plans today. We'll do that tomorrow. How about Mike? First impressions on this episode. Time to fly. Um, well, I try to stay as uh, leak free as I can. Uh, I'm very bad at it, though. Right? So uh, you get your prostate uh, checked. That is a hilarious statement, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that is the funniest thing you've ever said. Well, uh, when I'm on the Reddit it, spoiler forums, <laughs> I really tried to not read anything. I'm very weak. Okay, I am. I do know that. I do know that. I'm like, oh, it's there, and I shouldn't click it. But what if I didn't click it? What would I miss? And then I find out that I spoiled <laughs> the episode for myself. Um, no, but uh, uh, Mark, the intern, our favorite intern, who writes most of the uh, uh, very average credit lines uh actually leaked the promo that was supposed to go out tomorrow to remind people to watch the episode leaked it today on accident mm, so i whoopsie. watched that i had an idea of what was going to happen in this uh in this episode uh and but regardless it's still absolutely crushed i thought i was sitting here being like i watched it with a couple friends and uh we were like is this like a 15 minute dog fight this is amazing dude a dog fight that was like fully classic world war ii footage inspired like just like george's old edits oh my gosh like uh, like the the first like shin's ship comes on which is like almost has like that like kind of vintage grievous old cadillac style with the big bodies mm -hmm. and the heavy fuselage and everything and shin's is like painted a very specific color like almost like a p51 mustang right ryan correct me mm -hmm. on yeah. that fellow world war ii it had like they all had the big like grill on the front of them yeah too, yeah too, like this with that sort of muscle car look to them it's yeah so absolutely awesome. So like they show up and I'm like, all right, well, I already love these designs of these ships. And I know that like that I've actually seen that Lego. I think that Lego is already out if any other people are, are into Star Wars. Uh, but I think that Lego was already out or, or leaked or said that it was coming. I saw that it was coming. So um, I kind of had an idea of what Shin ship looked like already, but I, I loved it. Um, the obviously the, the the are we doing we have these. I mean, this is about the episode, right? So the, the Pergill yeah, showing up. Um, I, I didn't realize that people didn't see the Pergill up above Cedos above Balin's head last week. Yeah. You guys missed that or you saw that? I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. And other people were like, wait, I what? missed it. I, I saw them in the sort of, you know, the hologram. Same. Uh, okay. The map that was coming up, but I didn't see him in the sky. So when mm -hmm. he he does that slow pan up and he looks up in the sky, you can see one of the Pergil, Pergil start moving through the clouds. Yep. You may, Okay, so regardless, that kind of set up for what we saw. Um, is it just me or have they massively scaled up the Pergil um, in the show? It's hard to tell. I don't Humongous. know. Humongous. Are we thinking that um, just 
the fact that they now that you mentioned that and I did miss that last uh, last week that they were already there, you know, in the sky. But are they sort of this system is clearly a jumping off point for them, yeah. right? Yeah, Seems yeah. Like it. The, now that we've established this week, which we can talk about a little bit about right. the the intergalactic hyperspace lanes that apparently go back millennia to like old republic it seems mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they had a know- they had knowledge of this this highway to other galaxies so uh it seems like they're native in some way if that's the right word to this mm-hmm. system sure indigenous yeah <laughs> indigenous peoples to this system because why would they be like flying around in the you know in the clouds there for other, that's for the, the on-ramp the on-ramp they just sort of the yeah they go land. back and forth between whatever <laughs> wherever we're hopefully going to go and find out yeah. what's on the other side. We remember that episode of of Rebels when they were getting kind of like filled up on the oh Nick has a thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, I was gonna, you answered a question like three minutes ago. I was going to answer it. Oh, um, God damn. Did they scale them up? If you look, if you watch like the last scene in Rebels, there's like two size purples. There's oh. like small and large ones. If right. you watch in the last scene of Rebels, so okay. um, they're probably even bigger now. But there are at least two sizes in Rebels: okay. baby ones, adult ones. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, maybe I like it. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, regardless, they're humongous. I thought that was. In, uh, they blew the CGI budget for sure. I hope the rest of the series <laughs> looks as good as this. Um, but I mean, Jason Sindula, uh, Mon Mothma. Um, there was, even though there was a short runtime on this, there was so much to love in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like Ahsoka's spacesuit, dude, like, yeah, yeah. if you're not loving this as a Clone Wars fan, I don't know what you're watching. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. That was a big question for me in the trailer because there is this, uh, in the final trailer, there is a picture of her from this episode in that blue uniform and it looked like a New Republic uniform or something. You know, it's like that same blue her pauldron has a Republic symbol on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's almost like it's her OG suit from yeah. when they it's went been in the ship. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 For sure. So I'm um, like, that was amazing. And it's got her, like her side. What do we call those? Like the hip plates. Mm. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking hip about? Armor. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But it was very like the stuff that, the, that like hangs on the belt. Yes. Those yes. Kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have to go back and look and see what their original spacesuit was from clone wars. Cause I'm like, this is incredible. Um, yeah. God, it's tailored so well to her <laughs> everything, like her leku. Her leku, like, like all her. Yeah. Who's that tailor? That was quick. I feel like she had to go in there and be like, put this one in here. <laughs> this one goes in here. Right. <laughs> Vacuum Isaac. Pulls. Dude, okay. Let me go ahead and say it right now, and we can go deeper in the den. But for anyone who's like, oh, they just got one that just fits over, like every spacesuit, every like flight suit is custom tailored to a person's body. They don't just go to Walmart and buy them? Yeah, they don't <laughs> just take them off the damn shelf. It's zero G. There's no air. They have to do some work. I got I got mine on Amazon. It just showed up. I'm so pumped. <laughs> well, get out there, start swinging lightsabers. Ryan Key, what did you think of this episode? I'm afraid to talk right now because I feel like everything I say is going to take away from anything the two of you want to say. Oh, we'll just be like, yeah! We'll just do that. <laughs> so I think the, the, the over archic sort of like theme to it that that I was super pumped on was this was just an episode of rebels. It was so fast paced. Mm -hmm. There was so much combat in space, the dogfight. Sabine fixing the ship, which was like, we talked about how rebels is confined to that 24 minute episode time, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, so much of it did feel unrealistic. Didn't take away from 
from how amazing the story was, but that they had to move the show along so fast. So it was like the, the, the David Cross, like, how are they going to get out of this bucket of syrup, you know, bit like that was every week. And then they figured it out in 20 minutes. So like she's fixing the ship all frantically after it being completely disabled. You know, that was such an animation come to live action uh, bit and moment, I think, where there was like no, she's just like turning knobs, you know? There was one yeah. point where she reaches up and turns these, she's like, just keep working. And mm -hmm. Sabine just turns these two little knobs that have no buttons or no, you know, what do they do? Yeah, she's on Smuggler's Run. That was the air condition. She's turning the air condition up. So, yeah, so I loved, <laughs> I, I loved, it was getting hot in there. I loved how much it felt like an episode of Rebels. That, that would be my kind of uh, sweeping statement about how I felt about it. Um, little things that, you know, I found myself so randomly fixated on their headsets, right? So yeah. there, there was straight up OG Falcon headset and a straight up OG Jedi, you know, uh, Republic headset. The gold in, ones in and the, the white the dog ones. Fight. Yes. Yeah. And I looked it up after the show. I looked up the, the Millennium Falcon headsets, and that's it's exactly what what Sabine was wearing. So, um, you know, all just all the 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 throwback kind of things that were in the, the this was like Force Awakens level fan service going on in this episode. Yeah. The the blast shield, the the dogfight, like yelling back and forth at each other while she's missing all her shots. You know, don't get cocky. You know, that whole vibe <laughs> sure. was there. Uh, the little and so woo. I feel this was <laughs> such a a, a, um, a successful blend of old and new. Uh, I think maybe on a level we haven't really seen other uh, since we saw the Force Awakens in theaters in 2015. Um, I, I loved it, dude. I, I felt I feel like it, this this episode was just so in in line with this is season five of Rebels, yeah. and it's and I'm not mad about it. You know, uh, I mean, well, dude, cutting just cutting spaceships apart with lightsabers <laughs> in space. I mean, it's just it was it's amazing. It was pure joy. All 35 minutes of it was pure Star Wars, just childhood. I, I looked at my wife at, at Laura and I said, she, she goes, I said, I like in the middle of it at some point I was like, you know, yes or something. Right. And she goes, Audible gasp. calm down, babe. She's like, calm down, babe. And I'm like, I'm sorry. There's just a 10 year old kid in me right now that is alive and well that. in the living room. Like I'm just loving this. Was anyone else reacting in the same way seeing um, their, their bingo card? light up as the thing went as soon as she said jason Sindula, yeah and said oh yeah he's on board i was like in, in my head i was like i think our bingo cards might say jason Sindula appears so i was like does that count and then Same a minute later, yeah. yeah a minute later he was there <laughs> nick how about you uh, i loved it fully on board with what you guys are saying that it's i mean this was a rebels episode i don't know what came first like ilm getting like space dogfights up to par for television or Filoni taking over because his dogfights are great in Rebels. Like he, the way he films them in Rebels or shoots them in Rebels, whatever you want to call it, um, they look like original trilogy. You know, it looks like a fixed yeah. camera and like an A-wing like blowing up, you know, even though it's animated. Ooh, um, yeah, it's a stylistic so. choice. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically a majority of this episode was in space and it was... You you kind of miss that in the Mandalorian because it's such a yeah. like Western and yes he's in a ship but we don't I don't remember having majority of episodes in space um, so I I loved it I thought even though it was you know it was very concise but it moved the plot forward it's just that if we're getting like a four five six hour movie right now that was a scene 
you know, like, so it's, uh, if you think of it that way, it's less of a, man, this was an episode that needed to be longer. That was just an important dogfight scene. That was the Millennium Falcon getting chased by a Star Destroyer or TIE Fighters, you know, like that's, that's all it was for 20 something minutes. So I loved it. It was great. Definitely a lot of eye candy as far as, you know, Ahsoka's spacesuit was great. Her just floating in space being, I forget what she said. It was kind of like a Marvel moment. She's like, all right, now come get me. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, everyone. We want to take a moment to tell you about the sponsor of this podcast, Roosevelt's. You may know Roosevelt as the company who makes those rad all over print button downs with just about every franchise that you love. They, of course, have Star Wars, because this is a Star Wars podcast, but they also have Harry Potter, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, NASA, WWE, The Office, Nickelodeon, Rick and Morty, Friends, all kinds of other stuff, including new lines from Yellowstone and The Godfather. And not just button-downs, but T-shirts. They do shorts, jackets, hoodies, koozies, flannels, so many different kinds of items, so many dope designs. So if you're interested in picking something up for the first time, go to rsvlts.com and use promo code THANKTHEMAKER with no spaces to get 20% off your first purchase. Once again, that's rsvlts.com. Use promo code THANKTHEMAKER to get 20% off of your first purchase. So all the callbacks, like shout out to Filoni for being the best fan film director of all time. It was like so obviously for the fans and for him as a fan, but not in a cheesy, cheap way. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being happy versus someone who is on the other end. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I don't know. But everything about it was so quintessentially Star Wars. Like you're saying the dog fights. There's one shot where two of those fighters come in and it looked exactly almost like they even like tweaked the, the, the frame rate or something right. to make it look exactly like a world war two dogfight film. Like just like the stuff that George used, uh, I mentioned earlier. And um, Nick, you're saying that it's just like a scene from a film. It's just like Luke doing lightsaber training with the remote and then beep, beep, beep. What's that? We have to go get in a dogfight. Yeah. Like yeah. it's that part of a film. Speaking of the training, dude, like, it's what we've all wanted, you know, what we... How am I supposed to fight? Dude, I mean, the <laughs> callbacks, yeah, verbatim. I, I can't even see how am I supposed to fight. The, but the, the depth that she goes into with that training is the stuff that we've been waiting for forever. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, the prequels did training stuff, but in a different way, you know? And there's plenty of stuff in, in, in animation, but, like, this had, again, because of the pacing and everything, just had the depth like the emotional depth and like the character building and story depth and world building depth that we haven't gotten since, I don't know, the empire strikes back since Dagobah. Right. You know, like the way she talked about the force, like there's, there's that stuff in the last Jedi, which is great, but it's, it's like a whole different take on what the force is. So this gives us like both. There's like her conception of the force versus what the Jedi taught, Mm -hmm. but with legit like Neo and Morpheus, (laughs) matrix training you know it's probably the first time that it's stated too. something you've said like you know han solo ever has the force and maybe that makes him a a better pilot you know it's just Mm -hmm. the force flows through everyone it's kind of being stated and shown right now almost in like a broad brushstroke maybe for the future of star wars that like hey everyone has it you need some talent you need focus yeah and you need uh, to ignore huang well yeah you have to be able you have Mm -hmm. to be able to wield it 
right? I mean, there is that. And I don't think I want that to change. I definitely don't want it to be like, look, everybody can do it. That would, in my mind, that would cheapen in some way, like who Ahsoka is, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's everyone will be wielding it. But I was going to say that I think that the training and, and the explanation that she's giving while she's training her, again, hammers home what a continuation of Rebels this is. Because when you mm-hmm. started watching Rebels, you're thinking this is going to be a show about Rebel Alliance and this band of of Rebels that, you know, come from nothing to to rise up against the Empire, when really the whole show was about the origins and the meaning of the Force. That's That was the, you know, that's by the end of, of season four, you're, that's all you're focused on is is Ezra's journey and his growth in the Force. So I think the fact that they're leaning into that so hard and using Sabine as like a plot point to continue to explain the meaning and, and definition of the Force is huge, no matter what her ability to use it ends up being. You know, whether whether she's ever actually able to move the cup mm-hmm. or not, it's it's a way for him to continue to tell the story of what the Force actually means. I love that. Yeah, and I, I think that, I I think they will, he and whoever else is writing will thread the needle to give the additional richness of that story and the, and the mythology without blowing it. And like you're saying, cheapening it to a point where like anybody can use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're going to do anyone, that. Anyone I, can drag a cup. Anyone can, you know, I don't think they're going to do that. I, th- I think that that was the point of the line in this episode when she said talent is a factor or whatever the line mm-hmm. was. She used the word talent. Yeah. This is all uh, Broom Boy's prequel. This is all mm-hmm. le- leading up to Broom Boy. <laughs> Makes sense. Why well, I, knew, I Dude, knew people love that movie. Where is Broom Boy? <laughs> <laughs> but I think I we think something else that's that's interesting too. Like we also have to figure out for Mandalorian season three, we see the dark saber, this like mythical weapon that we know all its backstory. It gets crushed by Moff Gideon at the end. It will be interesting to see if they reference. Sabine's training with it from Kanan because now Jason coming in and going, I want to be a Jedi. I was like, so sweet. Oh, yes. <laughs> kid, I hope your mom told you everything. Funny you should say that. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're, you got that good blood, kid. Um, but I think there's something interesting about like how they're going to explain this to people who didn't watch Rebels, who don't know the story of Sabine training with Kanan Jarrus, Jason's father, Hera's husband, all of this stuff without needing to totally go back and over-explain it to people who, as Rebels fans who watched it, are going to be like, I wish, like, we already knew all this, like, push the story forward. So I think it's, so far, they've absolutely knocked this show out of the park for giving enough for people to be curious about without going back and over overly explaining again. I'm very curious if next episode is going to be a flashback episode. I think mm. we're, I have a feeling Anakin is going to show up here very soon. Um, but regardless, we have a lot. Uh, I, uh, Adam, you're going to cut the trailer of what's still remaining. And I think we have the fight in the forest with Sabine and Shin again. I think that's mm-hmm. what's left from the trailer. Uh, but other than that, and, I f- and Balin and Ahsoka in the, uh, the star map. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So next week I think is about a 45 minute episode. Are we blind pretty much besides those two scenes? There's very little left. Other than Which that. is on par. I know we say it like halfway through every series. The trailer's usually the first half of, yeah. you know, the first four episodes of these okay. shows. Okay. It's six parts, right? Mm-hmm. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight, eight and oh, seven weeks. Dude. Yeah, seven amazing. Weeks. Amazing. Yeah. 
So the final four episodes will be pretty much blind, probably because you would. Yeah, straight. Yeah, the, they're so. already in the forest, and and Balin is out. Thrawn, Thrawn's in the trailer, so maybe that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we next know. week, I don't know. Yeah, good point. Um, okay, I did feel I'm so happy I did a Rebels rewatch because I wouldn't have remembered this, but I felt like the way Ahsoka was pushing Sabine and a lot of stuff she said in this episode was similar to Kanan teaching Ezra, where it was just like kind of being like, we're going again, we're going again, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Or Anakin and Ahsoka in Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Go mm -hmm. again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that rewatch was essential for me. <laughs> this, this episode, I will say, when I was watching the scene with Hera and, and the senators, I, I did, Mike, this is to your point about how they've done a good job of, of giving you enough to make you curious, you know, right. but not needing to over-explain. I don't disagree with that, but I would just play devil's advocate that in that scene and commend Filoni and the team at com committing to this show the way they have, she's just standing there. They're just having a conversation about Ezra Bridger. They say his name like three times. There's nothing to give any casual viewer, any frame of reference as to who Ezra Bridger is. It, you know what I mean? There's no, if you haven't seen or read anything, if you go into this show, just, I like star Wars and maybe I saw some clone wars and I know who Ahsoka is in that scene. They were like just talking about Ezra Bridger as if, he's part of the plot line and you're supposed to know who he is. Yeah. And I, obviously that doesn't bum me out because I know who he is. Sure. Doesn't seem like anyone is bummed out. So yeah. I think you're also right, Mike. Everybody seems to be universally loving this, this show, which is, you know, the rarity that was the first season of the Mandalorian and, and, and Andor in, in, to, in the, you know, present day Star Wars content. But I think it's just something to be said for Filoni going, you know what? I, I don't care. I, this is, <laughs> yeah. This is the show I've wanted to make since I started animating Rebels. I always had a vision for this turning into live action and playing a, a part of the bigger story. So I'm just going to name drop all these characters as if you know who they are. And it's a, it's confident and bold, and I, I, I love it. But we did two things. One, we did get the hologram of Ezra. So there's enough exposition in him explaining that, that it's not like, it's not like his face hasn't been seen. It's not like the concept of him hasn't been explained enough for people because i i did listen to i listened to two podcasts the past i still think as a casual viewer though i just still think that that's the people aren't gonna but think about any like real drama like any like really like high level writing drama like a i don't know like a, a sorkin script or something there's just so much information flying at you and either you, you can retain it and when it comes back around you're like oh it's that mm -hmm. or you have to go back and rewatch to really make it all make sense. Like that's, mm -hmm. you know, a, like a Sorkin script is like the pinnacle of, of writing for most like, right. You know, in terms of like mainstream stuff. So, but I'm always like, what happened? What just happened <laughs> in those kind of movies? I think that's, Yet, I, I, point you know, I'm watching or same thing with prestige TV. Like that shit happens all the time. But I, I was listening to the watch, one of the ringer podcasts and it's, it's high level shit. And one of the hosts was like, good for everyone who's enjoying this big disclaimer, like five minute disclaimer. Love everyone else on the network who, who's loving this and you'll get their reactions and listen to those episodes, but I don't get it. I don't know what any of this is. It's not for me. And I was just like yelling into my phone, like, dude, <laughs> the shit you watch is so confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't that big of a deal. Like no one know what the clone wars were in 1977 when Obi-Wan just threw that out there. No one knew what all this stuff was. By you know? saying that though, I guess it's sort of like, that's where my head's at with my statement is that I'm not a casual viewer. And until you said that, 
I tonight I wasn't going. Oh, but remember there was a hollow, you know, there was a hollow mm-hmm. of of Ezra in the first episode or the second episode, whichever one that was. So there you go. Let's that puts that together. To me, I'm now I remember that and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They did. Fair enough. But yeah. I still think as a casual viewer, even with even the hollow, you're like, well, who but okay, but who is that? And to retain the name from that one moment in the early mm-hmm. in the first episode and know that okay. Hera is talking about the kid I saw in Sabine's in, in the apartment that yeah. I just, I just, my point was more to say, just, I love how committed he is to just like, yeah, I want to get people so excited about these characters that they'll go back and watch rebels. More like how much he, he respects the audience and, and doesn't feel like he needs to spoon feed everything. It's like, yeah. you guys are smart. You get it right. You're along for the ride. Right. I just think we're in, we're in uncharted waters. It's kind of, of yeah. making a show that's so based on, animated characters and is leaning so hard into their backstories and their relationships. This this is on, it's never been done. And Brooke, our friend Brooke McDonald over on YouTube makes a great point in saying how many people are going to watch Sabine with the, I can't see a a thing in this thing. How am I supposed to train with this and think of Luke instead of remembering Kanan's mask with the J guys Mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is like very a rebel's moment of him retraining himself to fight without without sight, right? Um, all of these things, we've seen it before, but people are going to go, for people who maybe ha- don't have the exposition of what Sabine has already been through, what her training has already been, it's a perfect little thing to be like, oh my gosh, it's like when Luke put on the blast shield, even though Ezra did it, Kanan did it. Um, it's a, it's a, it's at this point, we've seen it multiple times in star Wars. So I think it's super interesting that these crumb trails are being thrown all the way back to 1977, which is like the most felony thing. Even a small little detail that I, I saw in, uh, when, uh, Shin tells, uh, Merrick to go and look around, like they're on the planet. Let's go, let's regroup. He goes, as you wish. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, for anyone who loves Boba Fett in empire strikes back, Mm-hmm. no disintegrations as you wish. Like that's the line. That's what, you know what I mean? And yeah. Filoni's like, I could have had him go affirmative or like, you know, agreed or whatever. But he says, as you wish. And I'm like, dude, that's a star Wars line. That's like, that's classic <laughs> Filoni right there. Just being yeah. a geek, you know? So I love that. How does he I, hold I all that? How does he hold all of those old mo- memories? Those, those moments from the past in his brain while also constantly creating new content in his brain. We should get him on the show. We got to ask him. We'll just ask we him. Yeah. Ask him. We'll ask him when he's on. I want to talk hockey with him. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, he, I, when I talked to him in the airport, he seemed really down. <laughs> yeah. Know? He was super excited about coming on here. And I know that I love that. So. so I think that they're doing a good modern, like what they've done with Mandalorian introducing these old school characters. Like they're towing the line of, for us, hearing Ezra and seeing Ezra in the hollow is heavy, and we did the work to know why that's heavy. But to casual viewers, I think Ezra and Thrawn are being explained as the, they're the MacGuffin right now. So yeah. mm-hmm. it's just that's the goal, you know? So, like, the casual fans are not getting the heaviness, and we are, and that's, like, the, the writing of these shows lately is, like, right on the line. Like, how do we phrase this, say this? to where the casual people know can follow what's going on. And then the other half of people are freaking the hell out. So yeah. they, they're doing a good job with that. I think, I think it's like any show that's an adaptation or a continuation of some source material where they have to toe the line because 
if you don't, you're going to, you're, you're either going to completely alienate a group. They're not even going to watch, or you're going to bring those people in and, and just bore to death the hardcore fans and, and disappoint them on some level. So they're doing it well. I think they're doing it really well. Do you think, uh, this just popped in my head and I, I mentioned this earlier on when I was kind of giving the, my reaction to the whole thing. Do you think there's anything deliberate with what we have coming in regards to the high Republic era and them saying, you know, the Jedi of old knew about these old, these hyperspace lanes, like for sure. they're allowing themselves to expand the whole thing. Like, yes. Yeah. For new storytelling, right? I mean, that's it. The fo- the the foresight with what they're doing is is wild. It's really mm-hmm. wild. And they just released an updated uh, graphic of the timeline. Like, uh, there, there's a new thing on the on the website that explains more specifically the eras and all that shit. So, yeah, I do 100. percent I mean, we're gonna find out where you know where the the, the first Jedi came from, right? I mean, that, that yeah. film is is in the works. What if what if they came from another galaxy through one of these Purgle, Hell yeah. yeah, I like that. You know, hyperspace lanes. I, th- I think that's the I- we're start- starting to expand the ideas that it's bigger than a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it's it, you know, there's more to it, and and I, I just love it. I, I love that if if that's a thing, it may not be. I know we're not a try not to speculate, or do we just speculate now? Is that okay? Seems eh. like we do that more now. Yeah, on paper we don't. In right. Practice, so we'll see how if, if that yeah. pans out, I, I if that ends up panning out, I, the the. Uh, yeah, the foresight there to just be like, dude, you know, you know what we could do? We could, we could play every, the way these stories are all playing into each other is it's just like, it's brilliant. I don't know. It's it, not it, for yeah, some people, really but we love it. I love it. And I agree. I think it is brilliant. Speaking of James Mangold though, uh, last thing, then let's get out of here. Just watched Girl Interrupted the other day for the first time with my wife who had seen it. James Mangold directed film. What a range on that dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing movie. Super depressing, but amazing movie. Great film. From that to Logan to Indiana Jones and now this and all all the other crazy stuff he's done. Ford versus Ferrari. Ugh. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, like hell of a range. So I'm pumped. Dude can pretty much do it all. Yeah, he's pretty just make great movies. It's amazing. Yep. Um, that's what I want to do. Base is cool. Movies are cooler. Well, it's it's good that Adam. I mean, Adam. At least you know that your idea because it was your idea is in good hands yeah you know? <laughs> appreciate all the hard work everyone's doing for with everybody my, out there watching you need just just so you know the idea to tell the story of the first jedi belongs to adam russell no one else he thought just, of it it was only me nope <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely yep. not an essential legend book from 20 years ago for <laughs> sure i know that <laughs> all right um so like i said we're gonna do another one tomorrow it may not be all of us it'll be some of us um it's hard to do two a week let's just be honest uh, but you know what makes it easier is patrons who help pay the bills and help make this thing happen. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod is where you can go if you want to be one. Uh, details at the end. Just listen during the music. I talk way too loudly about what you get as a patron. I like it. So everyone who's been in the stream chat hanging out with us on uh, in the Patre- Patreon Discord, we love you. Everyone who's watching on YouTube, press subscribe. If you're listening, go to YouTube and then press subscribe. Yes. Thank you so much, dudes. I love you. I know. And until next week, what's the saying? What do they say? I think they say, may the force be with you. They do. If you enjoy Thank the Maker, you can support us by following and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or you can support us directly at patreon.com slash thankthemakerpod 
where you can get access to our Discord server, exclusive content, exclusive merch, our recording live stream, and more. Our patrons quite literally make Thank the Maker possible. <laughs>